Let's get ready to rumble! Intermation jam-packed show today. Peloton of 5%. What's up, Discipline Investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley, that is the CEO of Aperna. Best trade idea out there. Yo, what's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. Producer AB in the cut. What is up, sir? Not much, not much. Beautiful hump day, beautiful Wednesday. How we doing, Luke? We're doing good, man. I'm ready to talk stocks. I got the, the blood is in my brain. I got the fingers moving. I'm, I'm ready to rumble today, guys. Uh, you are watching the Power Hour. This is the Stock Idea Show. We want there to be literally no better way for you to spend this 60 minutes of the day. Uh, audio is hot. All right, maybe we need to push that away a little bit. No better 60 minutes of the day. Than, than to find trade ideas than being here with us uh, on the show ahead of us today. I have a new stock to pitch. Uh, it's it's um, picking up on a theme. We, we, we sort of ran with the first two days of this week. Uh, so I will be doing that stock pitch. Uh, on Monday, we went through my, the entire live portfolio that we check in on the show every day on. Uh, and we... we like we, we killed some stocks. We killed some stocks, right? We, we hammered out, hey, these are tickers we don't want anymore. These are the tickers that we want to keep in the portfolio. We went through, we ironed those out. So we're going to go through that today as well. Um, and then we have guests. We, we've got a ton of guests. So, so at 12.15, Pete Nigerian, Options Master, he's going to be joining us uh, here. The, all these times are in Eastern time. Uh, 12.30, we're going to be talking to the CEO of Deep Green. It's a public company. They use robots to pull minerals out of like the deep ocean fucking sweet That's pretty cool yes fucking sweet uh and then twelve forty-five, ross gerber damn first air horn for that one all right so 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 that's the move today uh we yes we we fixed that light so you don't have it reflecting back it looks less like a high school project so so we're ready to rumble producer ab let's get after it let's get to some stocks all right. Do we, do we want to do the stocks that, that, that we decided to keep or kill in the live portfolio? Do we want to recap that again? Give it. Give me a quick rundown. Give me a quick rundown on some of the stocks that we cut. You know, this is like this is like tryouts for the football team, and we cut some stocks. They didn't make it to, to the varsity team. All right. So 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 here here's the deal, guys. I'm gonna make a statement, and then I want everybody to put into the chat one if you agree, two if you disagree. Okay. So 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 the the statement is. Uh, th this is a really tough market to be in right now. I, I had a lot of stocks in the portfolio that, that I have no reason to be owning. I don't have a thesis on them anymore. Or the thesis has played out. We've had its run and I just want to clean house, right? I want to take what I, what I sort of refer to as like, like some of these lower quality stocks. And, and I don't mean that they're shitty companies, but what I mean by that is like, there, there's, there are more of these rippers, right? The, these more, uh, you know, stock, stocks that run and gun, you know, they're they're going to gap 100%. Um, but, but then when the market pulls back, they get fucking crushed, right? So, so, I, so I said, okay, I, 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 this is not the market to own these stocks. Let, let's go through the list of all of them and let's just rip it all out. Let's do that portfolio cleaning uh, and decide where to go from there. So, so, so that's my statement on the market, guys. Uh, one in the chat, if you agree with that general sentiment, two of you disagree. That, that, that's where I'm at with things, guys um so so all right let, let's go through this kill list and, and we'll we'll do some some highlights and, and we'll do some highlights on the keep list as well um but my spacs dude we, we we've all known the jig a little bit the, the the spac run is is so out of favor right now um so we have that one we need to add car lots into this mix now too actually i don't know how did the interview go ab did you listen to it yeah it went well i mean i you know the whole car industry right now is is hot but there's right. a short shortage so I, you know, we can't all talk right, too much. Right, we, can't, we, can't, we can't talk too much smack on SPACs because we do have a SPAC coming on in about 22 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking bad about the SPACs. I'm just saying a lot of these stocks are out of favor, right? Clover Health, I have no thesis on it, right? I'm, I'm, I'm dumping that one out of there. Um, the travel stocks, you're going to see there's a couple of travel stocks in here. Um, we've had an amazingly beautiful run in these travel stocks. Their time to go. Uh, healthcare. I've got a couple of healthcare stocks in here. They've, they've had an amazing run. I mean, Striker. We've been in that one since uh, March of 2020. Stock has more than doubled, which is amazing for a large cap stock. Um, 
you know, sort of sort of on that medical medical equipment thesis, right? It, it, it's it's time to dump out a lot of these names. Um, so 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 that's the move. That that that's basically what goes into a lot of these stocks that, that we're cutting is either the thesis didn't work and we need to kill it. The, the thesis worked. We need to kill it, um, and and then let's tighten it back up, hey, guys. If if you look at at this group of stocks that we still have on the keep list, um, there there there's basically two things that we have going on, right? We we have sort of our, our blue chippers, right? The the stocks that that are like your your Googles and your Facebooks, your Home Depots, that sort of thing, uh, and then we also have a couple places where we have theses, and, and we have like some some concentrated opinion on those theses, right? So so one that I'll pull out is is the the brokerage space, right? The online brokerage space. I can see from our, tra- our our traffic on Benzinga.com, trading is still so hot, right? There, there's there's been a lot of concerns that that people are going to pull out of the market when when we get a little bit of volatility, the world goes back to normal, etc. I'm telling you guys, our traffic on Benzinga.com is still nuts. Um, so we have a thesis there. Uh, small banks, right? We're not even talking regional banks; we're talking community banks. We we have a thesis there as well. Um, you know, a lot of these banks acquired customers when when the PPP loans went out. It was way easier to, to get a PPP loan through through a regional bank than or through through a community bank than, than through like your mega banks like Chase. We, we have with the rising interest rate environment. Uh, plus the, these banks, I mean, they they the, all the ones that we picked have awesome assets, right? You know, ninety plus percent of their assets are performing. Um, so so they're also takeover targets. So 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 when we're looking looking on the keep list, that that's basically what what is in here. Um, and of course we, we have like this nice, uh, ETF basket as well. It, it, any uh, questions, opinions on that producer AB? I see somebody's asking about Insego INSG. That's like a Jim Cramer favorite and Insego's on the Insego CEO is on mad money. Like once a month, I swear to God. Um, That's your, don't you like that as a 5g play? Yeah, it is. Uh, so, so, okay. Let me, I didn't even finish my thought Insego. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that one tomorrow. We, we haven't talked about Insego on the show in a little while. I, I still think it's it's a very interesting stock. I actually talked to a couple board members of the stock uh, not too long ago, um, but but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk in Seago to tomorrow, I guess. Producer AB. Yeah, I always get them and Insignia mixed up, so yep. not to make that confusion. Yep, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Seen it happen many times. <laughs> All right, look at this. Here, here's our spy chart. It's not good, guys. Let me zoom this in here. This this is two day chart that we're looking at. Uh, the candle aggregation is what these are five minute candles. Two day chart now one point six six percent on spy. If you need a day to to not look at your portfolio, this, this might be it. Or do do what I'm doing right again. We we got sort of lucky with this. We did this activity on the show together on Monday. We went through name by name by name and decided, hey, like we need to to tighten up this portfolio. Get get rid of some of these high flyers. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it's a tough day for all of us. Um, yeah, I'm going to wait on this one because I've recently, the past couple of weeks, I keep buying these dips and then it keeps dipping. So not ideal. <laughs> yep. There we go. Buy the dip works a lot of times. I don't know. You just don't know. Like, like that's why I never pick bottoms. Like, like in, if we're talking about individual stocks as well, I, I, I'm not a bottom picker. I know there are people who are bottom pickers and have great success with it. Um, but I blew up an account bottom picking. That, that's why I don't, right? I, I blew up three accounts between ages, like, uh, what would it have been? Ages 15 and 20, I blew up three accounts. Uh, one of the accounts that I blew up was trying to pick bottoms, right? I see a stock go down 30%. I'd be like, oh, down 30%. It's going to be up 20 tomorrow. Um, it didn't work out for me. So so I don't know. I, I, I think that, that, that bottom picking is a little bit tough. But all right, producer AB, we, we have a very special guest who's about to come on. Pete Nigerian. Uh, for, for those of you who are just joining us, a, a little bit of an agenda for the show. I have a new stock I'm going to be adding. I know it's weird, right? Adding a stock on a day like today. But, but I've got a new stock, a new thesis. We're going to walk through the story, the numbers behind it uh, at the end of the show today. Uh, we're going to have the CEO of Deep Green coming on with us at, at 1230. It's a company that uses robots to, to pull minerals out of like, like the deep ocean. Uh, and then Ross Gerber joining us at 1245. But without further ado, let's go ahead and bring this first guy. Pete, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Power Hour. First appearance. Let's go. We have air horns on this show, man. That's outstanding. I love it, Luke. This is absolutely killer, man. You guys do a great job. I love your energy because, you know, a lot of the time you come on different shows and it's, 
you know, you, you kind of come on there. It's like a funeral home or something like that. You guys are not that, so it's great. And uh, I like I like the vibe. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they gave me – I used to be like this all day, and then they gave me this show. They're like, Luke, just go do your, like, spazzing out for an hour. Get it out of your system, and then you'll be calm for the office for the rest of the day. So, you know. <laughs> I like it. Stick with it, man. It's the, it's the way I lead my life. I'm always – you know what? Energy's always high. You're always looking for something, and opportunities are always there. You just got to find them and uncover them. But you guys did make me laugh when I was waiting to come on, though, because you said, you know, I have a hard time with bottom picking and all the rest of that. There was an old expression on the trading floor, you know, when you bottom pick, you get a handful of something. So you don't want to be a bottom picker. <laughs> you want to look around and find the opportunities that are there and then sort of uh, determine when you want to be able to enter. But uh, I don't think you ever have to, to grab the absolute bottom. That's the cleanest yeah. way I can say it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we, we, we know what you're inferring. We get it. We get it. Yeah. All right. So 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 I guess what what what's up on a day like today for you? Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, and we've got spy now is down one point seven five percent. Obviously, you know, a lot of these high flying stocks have gotten killed throughout the week. I mean, how do you enter a day like today, a week like this week, et cetera? Yeah, I, I tell you, my, my opinion for a long time, quite honestly, has been when, when I'm looking at a lot of those high multiple or no multiple names, and I use that expression a lot because it is amazing to me how many companies are out there that do not make money, and yet everybody is fascinated with the story, and the story's fine, but they've got to show us, okay, you don't make money yet, but when are you going to make money? And, and oftentimes, we, we don't really even have the blueprint for that. So that gets me a little bit frustrated. And so there's a lot of names. I'll trade them and I'll trade the options, but I, 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 I am not committed to a lot of those names. So to see those names pulling back like they have, um, I'm not totally shocked by any stretch of the imagination. I will tell you on a day like today, what really stands out to me is we've been seeing some really incredible option activity that, that's given us some great indicators, including today where in the semiconductor space, okay, so we all know that's been getting hammered, right? I mean, the NASDAQ has gotten pushed to the downside. A lot of the tech names, a lot of those high flyers definitely getting hit hard and biotech as well. But I'll tell you what, the semiconductors, it's been a really wild ride. I, I, it's, it's been incredible. And there's, there's one entity that, that hits almost every day over the last couple of trading sessions or, you know, like three or four trading sessions now. But it's, it's crazy to say, and I know everybody's against all of this craziness, but I'm going to tell you guys because I feel like you guys got the energy for some. There we go. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Right, AB? You know what I'm talking <laughs> so I'm looking in a triple leveraged, okay, so three times um, uh, of the semiconductors themselves, and it's SOXS is the symbol. We're seeing oh, all by it. And if you look at the chart, just go back and look at like a, a month, a year, five years, whatever you want to look at on that chart. And you'll see this thing just absolutely crushed. Well, it makes sense, right? It's a triple leverage short. So uh, it makes sense as semiconductors were rocketing to the upside that this thing would rocket to the upside. But if you take a look at where it is, you know, now and uh, you, you'll see what I'm talking about, because. It is absolutely on this lows, right? And, and we've watched the semiconductors perform really, really well. Well, they just keep buying calls in here. In other words, betting on this to get worse and worse and worse for the semiconductors. And this is a triple leveraged type of way to do that. And a lot of people are not into that. I get it. I understand it. It's, it, it's, it's somewhat complicated. The options are relatively cheap. And I can tell you, they have been buying calls in here over the last three or four sessions, really monstrous activity in here. And they've been right. And they've, I mean, I can, I can tell you firsthand, I'm looking just this week alone. So on the 10th, for instance, they were buying the May 12s. This was trading around 10, 1040. They were buying the May 13s on the 11th. The stock was just underneath 11. It stayed under 11. They're buying the May 14th. Now they're, they're buying the June 16th. Then they were buying the June, the May 15th and the May 16th today. And the size here, guys, is pretty big size trade. So that's what we follow. That's what, you know, our market rebellion, that's what John and I did on the trading floor. The really big paper is the paper that when we see it, we're saying, you know what, somebody big is betting against such and such or betting on such and such. And uh, 
it's been something that's worked for us for a really long time. And I, I, I'll tell you what, this has been very, very aggressive buying, like I say, starting on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, and now today. Um, and they've been right, they've been right, and they've been right so far. So we'll see if that continues. Awesome. All right. So so a couple comments there. One, this is the trade idea show, so I love you're bringing it. Two, I love that you're dropping the 3x on us. 3x <laughs> inverse, let's go. That's what that's I mean, that's what people want to hear, right? I mean, it's an interesting play for sure. Um and you you said that the a lot of the buying activity you you've seen it's a, it's a 13 14 dollar strike expiring in May, like like a week or two from now. Yep, that has been we've had wow. May 12th May, May 13 calls, May 14. We, they are going, there's one trade of 26,000 of the June 16s that happened yesterday when the stock was trading a little bit underneath 11 and they were buying those for 45 cents. So yeah, it's just this drumbeat of negativity towards the semis and uh, who knows if they'll continue to be right. But so far, since they started this big buying, they've been right. Okay. All right. I, I, like I personally it. don't like to hear that there's big option activity in this because I hold the other I well I hold SOXX which is yes. it's not uh you know leverage not three times but I hold that in my long term portfolio. SOXL, right? No, that's yeah. the uh that's the triple bull. That's triple bull. XOXX is, is just not X. I thought it was SOXL is the bull one. It yeah. it is. They're both Okay. Um but yeah, so X SOXX is just not three times. It's just the um, you know semiconductor oh, ETF. I and my my thesis on it was like there's a shortage. Whatever they produce, they're going to have to sell. But we're going to need to see some some improvement in that supply chain before we see that you know turn around. But yeah. it sounds like at least in the short term we could see more hurt in this industry if we're seeing those big option activities. Yeah. But but let's talk about what really matters, Pete. Which I want to get your take on this. Yeah. I think that the folks over at Direction who make these ETFs are geniuses. So, so you've got the bear is extra small. You've got the bull is extra large. I mean, that's some big brain thinking. I love that. That's the only reason why I know those symbols. <laughs> it is interesting. You know, and a lot of people got negative on all of these leveraged ETFs and for all the right reasons. They, they can be a little bit toxic. And, and people have to understand they, the way they re-rate or recalibrate rather every single day is a different process than a lot of other things. So you have to understand what you're getting into when you're getting involved in these two times, three times and whatever. But um, it is interesting. And if you have a very, very short term outlook and you're looking for more pressure one way or the other, uh, these are a good way to play it. But I, I'm not saying that I'm recommending anything. I'm just letting people know what I'm seeing right now in front of me. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I know you've, you've talked about uh, Celsius recently, uh, C-E-L-H. They're, okay. I'm an energy drink connoisseur. If I know any market as a consumer, it's the energy drink market. Yeah. I have a, you know, the bank here. I had a Celsius for breakfast. Um, to, can, can you tell us a little bit about that company, the stock, any opinions you have on it? Yeah, this one actually is in that category of, okay, they need to make money. They're making a little bit of money. They need to make money. And they, their PE is off the charts. It might as well be uh, a no, no PE because it's uh, somewhere up in the stratosphere. But yeah. I think what, what I like about the company, and my daughter's a big fitness person. She's a fitness model. She's into all this kind of thing. She's a former Miss Nebraska. She actually is the one who helped turn me on to Celsius because – Originally, I looked at this and I'm like, you know what? It's just another energy drink. But what I like is what's inside of the can itself. I, I, I drink it because what I read that, that actually all of the different uh, what it contains, I think, uh, makes makes sense to me in terms of trying to lead a little bit of a healthier life. Like you guys, I go to the gym every single morning. I do all that kind of thing. And, you know, I think it's really, really important to try to be as healthy as you can. And I think this is a real drink that that does check a lot of the boxes that I want. Now, that being said. They're also making a heck of a lot of progress in their e-commerce, which is something they focused on in a big way. And they're starting to steal a little bit of market share. Not a lot, but they're starting to steal some market share from Red Bull and from Monster. And I think that that's something that I think the momentum will come more and more and more because of what's inside this can. And as people get used to seeing what, what it is, I think people are going to be a lot like what I am, which is, hey, this is a drink that actually I feel very comfortable drinking. I don't feel like I'm going to get oh, too much of a rush. I don't want to get too much of everything else, but I want to get a little bit of something. And I think this uh, this satisfies that. There's a lot of room in this space. It's a lot like, you know, it's a lot like in the alcohol space when you see all these other things, you know, whether it's the claws or whatever. 
there's still a lot of room in that area because that, you know that which is why all the big makers are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and going into that space because that is what people want. Yep. And, and, and again, I'm like a connoisseur on this space more than anything on my desk. I've got both the Celsius and the bang can. So the Celsius is where I start the day. Uh, was, I don't want that jittery, you know, the yeah. bang is what I need that three o'clock pickup. So, so. What I think right. is interesting about these energy drink stocks is that monster actually is like one of the top performing, if not the top performing stock over the past 20 years. So some people look at this and they say, Oh, they're just making energy drinks, yeah. you know, whatever. But, We've seen it happen before. We could see it happen again. Yeah. By the way, I think Monster's great. I've traded in and out of that stock on many occasions. I I believe in them. I think they do a great job. I just think that when I look at at, at, at all the ingredients that goes into this one, and I have a family that's very gluten-free for a variety of of reasons. It's not that they want to be, but they are forced into that because of allergies and everything else. Um, I just look at the at the can. I look what's inside of it, and I, it, it it really intrigues me. And I think it it does tr- taste great. So all good things. <laughs> I would be surprised if we don't if we if we don't see you know Red Bull and Monster start putting out you know healthier versions of this to kind of match what Celsius yeah, is doing. For sure. AB knows what he's doing, man. I tell you. I know. Producer AB, I mean, he's here for a reason. <laughs> Pete, I was the one I was the one messaging you on Twitter and stuff, so I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you very much. You know, you guys are great, man, and I and I'm glad that this has worked out to come on. Hey, I, I like what you're just putting on the screen there. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta talk about Voyager, Steve Ehrlich, mutual mutual boy of ours. Yeah, uh, Voyager Digital. You guys announced a big deal with them. Tell tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Steve's an unbelievable guy. He's he goes back with us when we were building out Trade Monster and that whole play, platform that was eventually bought by E Trade, and then E Trade sold obviously to Morgan Stanley. So a whole big chain there. As a matter of fact, I wanted to cut out the middleman originally, and and I had some discussions. I can say it now, but I did have some discussions with uh, Morgan Stanley about the platform because. I think that Steve's just an amazing guy. And he, you know, what we did when we built that and we we have done again is we're working with somebody who knows how to build it. And we know what traders like you guys, what traders want to see in front of them. And I think that's what a lot of um, the competition has never really done. They've, they've allowed the IT guys to build the platforms. They don't make sense. They're not intuitive at all. And you just get confused and frustrated and everything else. Whereas in this case... Yeah. He's taking all the ideas that we say, hey, look, we let's cut down the steps. Let's do this. Let's do that. You know, we we do want all the bells and whistles, but on top of that, we want to make it simplistic. And I think that's a part of the, the beauty of what we've been able to do. And yeah, we're really excited about this because, you know, you're talking about combining crypto and equities and options and futures and all of this stuff. And uh, I think that's the direction that people ought to be going in. And that's where we are. Absolutely. Uh, and, and do we have any timeline as to when this is happening or, or estimate anything like that? It, it's in the near future, but I can't, I, I really don't know. I mean, that's, that okay. really is. Um, and I think there's a process that they, we still have to go through, but um, okay. I'm very confident that this is something that'll be in the not too distant future. And, and then, and then here, here's the stock chart of Voyager digital guys, the ticker V Y G V F. We talked about this one ad nauseum at the show. I've been in this one early, like since the the fifty cent days. Pete, Pete, have you have you had any exposure to this one or, or been watching it? I have a significant amount of exposure in this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's been it's been a good year for for us then. It's been a really really good year. Yeah, it's been a great year. And you know, for for all the right reasons, I really do think that 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 Steve and the gang they've really done an amazing job, and and they've they've tried to do everything right and getting the you know all their ducks in a row and not trying to be too fast with what they're doing, but but doing things the right way. And I think that they've done that. So that's why I'm so excited about it. And I think it makes sense. You know, we, we, we hear about Coinbase, we hear about all these other names um, that are monsters that have come out there. Yeah. But um, I think that time will tell, we'll see. But I know that when we had Trade Monster, we were the number one online broker. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this will be something very, very similar. Yes, I, all right, that, that deserves an air horn right there. <laughs> And we got to make sure to get Benzinga News in there too. So then, then we're we're really cooking at that point. All right. That's awesome. Pete, I, I appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us on the Power Hour. You brought the energy. You brought the ideas. Chat. You know, you're at home by yourself. Give, give Pete a round of applause for coming and hanging out with us today. Hey, I got a quick question for you guys before I go. 
Uh, where are you? Uh, are you in New York? Are you guys on the East Coast, or where are you guys? Detroit, Michigan. This oh, is Detroit. I don't know how much you can see in my background, but you got beautiful we, Detroit, Michigan, hanging out right behind us. Can we get a big uh, go blue? Go blue. <laughs> yeah, that's see, that's me right there. Thank you for me, man. <laughs> that's a bitter rival, and it's really bitter because uh, in four shots, I never got to beat Michigan, so I I, I can't. Uh, I four can't years, go. Minnesota lost every year to Michigan. Yes. Oh, don't rub it in, producer AB. No, I was just clarifying. I was just clarifying. <laughs> no, he's right. I, I can't say anything. That, that it's exactly the truth. And I'm I'm from the uh, unbelievable era. As a matter of fact, I played against Harbaugh was the quarterback when I was playing. So it gives oh, you really? Okay. I'm an old man, but uh, but yeah, we gave it a shot a couple times. We almost had him, and we of course uh, screwed up. But I just uh, I was just curious if you guys were. With all the NFL stuff going on and everything else, uh, I didn't know if you were in New York, and I was thinking, man, are you guys Jets guys, Giants guys, or what? Um, <laughs> we're, we're, I'm a Lions fan through and through. <laughs> I, I, I went to University of Michigan. I am much more of a Lions fan than, than a Michigan fan. Well, uh, that's I, my team. I'll tell you what, the Lions always were fun. I got an opportunity to play against them a lot, and Barry Sanders, and I'll tell you, uh, they were they were unbelievable back in my era. They were really, really good. They had some really great teams. They were really fun. I think they're on their way getting back there again. I really do. I think you guys are going to turn the corner. So All right. that's on that. One day. <laughs> we're bullish, bullish we're on the Lions. Bullish on the Lions. <laughs> Not so Maybe. much on the Vikings right now. <laughs> awesome. All right, Pete. Thanks for coming right. and hanging out with us, man. I appreciate it. Have a good it. one, guys. Thanks. Take care. All right. How about that, Producer AB? That was awesome. That was a Power Hour special, guys. If you are just joining us, you are watching the Power Hour. This is the Idea Show. We're just bringing the ideas nonstop. Coming up today, I have a new stock to pitch. Yes, on a day like today, I'm going to be adding a stock to the live portfolio. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, We've got that coming up. We've got an awesome slate of guests right ahead of us. Uh, we're going to be talking to the team over at Deep Green, ticker SOAC, Sandy, Oscar, Alpha, Charlie, Ross Gerber coming on at 1245 Eastern. Um, and then, of course, we're just going to keep the idea flow going. How does that sound, Producer AB? Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it going. We got more guests. We got more stock pitches coming up. Let's go. All right. Let's- All right, what is going on, guys? Scott and Gerard, thank you for joining us. Coming on the Power Hour, representing Deep Green. Again, everybody, that's ticker S-O-A-C, Sandy, Oscar, Alpha, Charlie. How are you guys doing today? We're doing doing well. Couldn't be more excited to be here, so thanks for having us. There we go. I love it. And and you guys, I I was sort of teasing the company a little bit earlier in the show, but I wasn't doing it justice. But but it's a very cool company that, that you guys have. Um, for, for those who may not be familiar, uh, could you just go ahead and give us a little bit of background on the, the company? Sure. Well, actually, good news. Uh, I can update you. We're changing our name to the Metals Company, and we recently uh, announced a, a, an acquisition by SOAC, uh, which, as you mentioned, is listed on the NYSE. And what the Metals Company is all about is collecting polymetallic nodules off the ocean floor. And the great news about these nodules is that they contain all the metals we need to build electric vehicle batteries. And we can collect them from the depths of the ocean uh, and and massively compress the environmental and societal impacts of producing metals compared to the land-based alternative. And Gerard, could you put that up again so we can look at it? And Producer AB, can we we zoom in on, on Gerard's screen? So, 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 what exactly is this that that we're looking at? I mean, it it definitely looks cool, but but give me like a another layer of detail on what exactly that is you guys are collecting off the seafloor. Well, they're known as a, a polymetallic nodule, and they actually precipitate the metals that are in the ocean water or in the sediment upon which they sit. And so, when we collect them, everything in here is what you need to build an electric vehicle battery. It's an amazing resource because as we as you may know or may not know the mining industry is by far the largest generator of waste and toxic material in fact last year more than 190 billion tons of waste was generated by the land-based mining industry now you compare that to municipal waste where there was only 2 billion tons but we can collect these nodules 
And as we process them, we generate zero waste and zero tailings. We can compress CO2 emissions by more than 90% when you make your battery cathodes using these rocks compared to land-based alternatives. So it's one of the big solutions as we address climate change and as we, we start to ask the question, where are the metals going to come from to power the green transition that we're all so excited about at the moment? Okay. And, and, and then uh, you're, you said you're collecting them off the ocean. Can you give us a little bit of detail as to, as to where exactly they're being collected from? How, how deep yep. down are there certain parts of the world? You know, how much is out there, et cetera? Well, there's only one part of the ocean that's of real interest. It's about a thousand miles off the coast of Mexico. It's known as the CCZ. And they're about 4,000 meters below sea level. And it, the reason why these nodules are, are so interesting is because they contain very high levels of nickel and copper and cobalt and manganese. And they're the base metals that we're going to need to increase production of by between five and 600% just to keep up with the demand that's being generated by building all the batteries that we need for our electric vehicles, building all of the renewable power stations, the windmills, the batteries we're going to have at homes. And, and you know, we've all understood now what the externalities of fossil fuels have been, but the same attention hasn't been applied to metals. And of course, you know, we're going to have to increase metal production substantially. And so the environmental impact of all of these metals is going to become really important. Okay. And, and you guys are picking these metals up with, with robots, right, that are, that are crawling on, on the ocean floor. Uh, is that a technology that you guys built? Is it a technology that somebody else owns? Can, can you talk about that? Yeah, so we've attracted some quality partners from the oil and gas services industry who've been operating in the deep ocean for a long time. Many of the technological challenges were figured out more than 50 years ago when this wow. industry almost started. But the reason why it didn't proceed was that the world had not agreed who owned the oceans. And so that was finally agreed uh, under a piece of legislation called UNCLOS, the United Nations Convention of the Law of the Sea. So now we have clear title. The metals company controls three license areas. On two of them, we've actually defined the resource. We know that we have 1.6 billion tons of these. And that's enough battery metals to build around 280 million electric vehicle batteries. So it's enormous. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and, and then one last question, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to, to, to you guys to, to tell us you know, sort, sort of what we're missing out of the story. Um, but can you just talk about how, how far along you are? You know, how, how, how much metal is, is being collected, uh, timelines, any sort of partnerships, uh, et cetera? Well, we are making great progress. We're on track to, for first production in 2024. Okay. The, the exciting thing about our transaction with SOAC is that we now have the capital that we need to get past first production in 2024. So we've been at this for over a decade. We've uh, been very busy on the environmental permitting side. We've uh, been building our pilot harvesting systems. We've been uh, completing all of our onshore pilot processing work. And so what we uh, are ready for is production in 2024. And so, you know, it's a very exciting time for the company. Uh, we're, we're, we obviously were motivated to move into the public arena for two main reasons. One was access to capital. And so this transaction ticks that box. But the second right. reason is this is a really important story and we want more people to know about it. And the public markets are the perfect place to tell that story. Excellent. Um, and, and, and then what else? What, what else should we talk about that I haven't uh, uh, already asked about? Any important catalysts or, or, or upcoming events on the horizon we should be paying attention to, et cetera? Yeah, I'll start off with that. I mean, look, I think, one, we couldn't be more excited to partner with Jared and his team. We looked at over 100 companies. We were the first ESG SPAC, raised $300 million with Citi as our underwriter. And we have a big belief that electrification is a big piece of the climate change solution. We, you know, when we looked at this business, it allowed us to make a big bet 
on the future of electrification without having to pick a technological winner in terms of who could design the best battery. And it allowed us to make a bet that we thought was very sustainable. And we didn't have to pick any consumer preferences. We don't have to guess which vehicle is going to be hot or which vehicle is not. We think that Jared's company, the metals company, has the ability to supply over 280 million electric vehicles, right? Each each electric vehicle needs over 300 pounds of battery metals. It's crazy. It's an un, unbelievable amount of demand this product. And when you look at the resource base that this company has assembled, you know, this company has lease rights to a number of parcels uh, inside the Claritin Clippers zone, about a thousand miles west of the coast of Mexico. So they actually have lease assets. Uh, they've received permits from their regulator. Uh, the technology to recover these metals has been demonstrated back in the 70s. And, and the company is working with one of the best industrial partners in maritime environments, All Seas, who's, who's one of the investors in the pipe. Uh, to go to go recover this at scale. We know that we can recover. We know we can get licenses from our regulator because we have exploration licenses today. And we think that the, the value of all of the resources this company controls, even in a very conservative commodity case, which is actually lower than where the curves are today, is over $30 billion. And you can map that against our transaction value where we're, we're entering at $3 billion. We think there's a lot of upside for our investors. Uh, and, and at the same time, we think that it's upside for planet Earth. Yeah. So, so, so that, that, that's, I really like what you're saying about the investment thesis where, where you're saying, okay, you, you want exposure to the space, but, but there's a lot of things that you don't have to get right. Like, you know, you're talking about the consumer preferences and, and making a, a technology that will be winning the, the, the technology, et cetera. Um, I think it's a really, really interesting way to, to play the space. It's one, one of the things we talk about on the show a lot is sort of the, the thing behind the thing, you know, if, if Clubhouse is the popular new app, what what is the technology that allows Clubhouse to, to do what it does? You know, exactly. this thing kind of thing. And, you know, um, one of the, we loved yeah. about we loved about this 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 transaction because we looked at so many SPAC deals. And look, there you know there are a lot of people that have been very successful, and we wish them the best. But they would only give you access to five or ten documents. And Jared and his team gave us over three hundred documents to review. You know, deals with the regulator, deals with core partners like Merce, Glencore who has a firm off-take agreement with the company. I mean, these folks are not only going to help the company be successful, but they're invested in the capital stack. All of the existing equity holders are rolling their equity, and some of those equity holders are putting in more money. So that's another validation point for us, is the guys that are selling the company aren't looking to cash out. They're looking to invest more in the business. So, so wait, 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 you're saying you're looking at deals, and they're turning over five or ten documents. I mean, is that like for the whole due diligence process? You're getting... Yeah, early on, you don't, you know, you don't see a lot of very thick data rooms in, uh, in the SPAC process. You know, we thought this business really stood out because they gave more information than you could possibly imagine. It's like a, it was like a traditional, very large scale M&A process. We respect them for that because we think that we need to know on behalf of our investors, right? We represent investors and we want to make sure they get a yeah. good return. We want to look in every corner, talk to every person we talk to. We talk to the regulators, we talk to all C's, we talk to Merce, we talk to Glencore. Right. We, we check the story all the way around and figure out, like, is there something we were missing? And we think the thesis that Jared and his team have been backing for the past 10 years, you know, that's a rock solid thesis. Wow. OK. I mean, that five to 10 document thing is mind blowing to me. Because I mean, these are not small deals. That, I mean, maybe they're small compared to like a, you know, hundred billion dollar mega acquisition that happens once a year type thing. But, I mean, these are not small deals by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, that, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. So, I'll so speak Jared, about good, good, good on you and your team. <laughs> yeah, well, we were well prepared because, you know, we um, before we agreed the deal with Scott and the SOAC team, we were uh, seriously advanced on taking a large investment from one of the oil and gas majors and also one of the mining majors. And, you know, when we got into serious negotiation, um, talking to some SPACs, we had an immediate affinity with SOAC because of their focus on ESG, like the economics behind this project are phenomenal, but it's the environmental benefits that I think is going to make it such a big winner because you, you want to know where the metals come from, not only for your mobile phone, but your electric vehicle battery. And, you know, the whole green transition is about saving the planet. It's about reducing CO2 emissions. And of course, the biggest threat to our planet is global warming. And we have to make big moves to be able to change that. And so 
what, what our studies are finding and white papers that have been published and peer reviewed is that we can seriously attack those numbers, like reducing CO2 emissions by more than 90%. I mean, these are big contributions to addressing climate change. Yeah. And, and Jared, let me let me ask one more question out of the chat, uh, which is what are the specific minerals that, that, that you guys are collecting or, or how does the ratio break down? Yeah, so almost half of the revenue comes from nickel and okay. the other metals are cobalt and copper and manganese. And you could not dream up a better basket of metals, of base metals than the ones here. Because if you look at where a lot of the growth in those metals are coming from, they're coming from our most biodiverse rainforests, our carbon sinks. And so, you know, some of those metals, you know, you can generate 50 to 70 kilograms of CO2 emissions for a one single kilogram of nickel. And so, you know, the mix of metals contained in these nodules is perfectly aligned to what's happening at a macro scale now. And of course, we all see the explosive growth happening in electric vehicle batteries, but it's it's only been in the last year uh, and maybe as a result of COVID that's accelerated that growth, that people are saying, well, what's the true environmental cost of this green initiative? And we think that's where this resource is gonna be an absolute standout compared to all others. And I'll tell you, I mean, what stands out to me is, I remember we read in December when uh, Mr. Musk came out, when Elon Musk came out and said, please mine more nickel. I mean, nickel is the backbone for the future of batteries. Uh, you look at what President Biden did on February 26th, his executive order, talking about state security and securing our supply chains. You look at what the Department of Energy has done in their request for proposals and, and information around how do we get the right critical metals and get them in the right stores from places that, that are friendly. And uh, we think that, that not only is there an environmental angle, but there's a national security angle of this company. Uh, and we think that, that the team couldn't be better positioned to go after it. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you coming on. This is the Power Hour. We promise our viewers interesting companies, stocks they don't know about. So I appreciate you guys coming on, hanging out with us, uh, and, and sharing some insights. Fantastic. Thanks, Fabius. All right. All right. Boom. How about that, guys? Airhorn to light that one up. If you're just joining us, we're, we're about to keep it rolling. We have Ross Gerber who's going to be joining us in just a second here. I have a new stock that I'm adding to the portfolio. I know on a day like today, Luke is pitching a stock. Yes, I'm going to pitch a new stock. Uh, so, so stay tuned. We will get to that. Smash the like button. And I'm going to go ahead and bring our next very special guest. Ross, what is going on, man? Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I, I went to my first Laker game last night in a year, and we won in overtime, and it was just so good to be back at Staples Center with crowds. Well, small crowd, but but getting this life back here in LA is just I'm so bullish. It's it's awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I don't know how much you can see behind me, but I'm sitting here in, in beautiful Detroit, Michigan. We've got some activity. Last <laughs> summer, last summer I was like the only one out here. I felt like like Will Smith and I am legend, just like walking around totally. by myself. But we're coming back, so so yeah. I'm yeah. Well, you guys got hit pretty hard recently, so so hang in there and get your vaccines because that stuff works, and that's why we're out partying every. I've been partying every night. I mean, I'm I'm exhausted. It's 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 so much fun right now. Yes, I love it. But but the market not as much fun on a day like today. <laughs> not today, right? I mean, today today's a, a little bit brutal. I'm looking at spy right now. We're down about one point seven percent. Right. Obviously, a tough day. Um, you know, how, how do you think about days like today? Um, weeks like oh, this week, et cetera. It's such a tough day. You know, I'm, I'm crying my eyes out. S and P up 9% for the year. Uh, I just posted the S and P up 45 or percent over the last 12 months. We had a pandemic a year ago, a bear market, 35% bear market. I thought this country was going to go down the tubes and we created a new policy in America. It's called print, print, print. You can't have a recession. Recessions are illegal in this country now. Um, the Federal Reserve has no restraint. Anybody who thinks that the stock market is going down for any long period of time is missing the boat here because this is a huge opportunity to just add to your positions as we begin the roaring 20s. I mean, this is the beginning of a big move over the next several years 
for uh, businesses in America, all kinds of businesses, small and large. Inflation is a is a great sign. I don't understand why people are are upset that finally in this country prices are going up and wages are going up and people have the opportunity to get their businesses back and, and even be better than they were before. I, I met with a restaurant owner yesterday who's like, my sales are now higher than 2019. He made it through the pandemic. They're hiring. You know, the market's 21 PE. It's going to come down sometimes. Yep. Okay. All right. It's time to go. You're bringing the energy. Air horn on that one. Lighten it up. Yes. I love it. Well, you got an air uh, horn, so I, I'm kind of jealous. It, we'll, we'll get you on. Don't worry. Don't worry. I mean, we, we, we have like a, a lot of sounds here. You know, I don't know. We got. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we, we got a lot of sounds here. That's okay? a good so one. We, we like we like to have some fun on this show. That's why um, I like this show. Good. Uh, but 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 all right. So, so, so you're talking about about today as as, um, you know, a, a buying opportunity. I don't know if you have any individual stocks that you want to talk about that, that you think are especially interesting. Well, you know, when Tesla gets Apple, below Tesla. 600, okay. when Tesla gets below 600, I buy it. You know, so that's my game with Tesla. You know, we're large Tesla investors. I think it's Tesla is the most incredible opportunity for investors over the next decade. And, and I don't wish to debate it with anybody because if you don't get it at this point, then I'm, there's, I'm not convincing you. You know what I mean? Um, yep. It's so clear the genius of Elon Musk and what's about to come over the next five years with Tesla or 10 years um, that if the stock's going to trade below 600, we're going to be a buyer. Um, investors have to have the stock in their portfolio. Yeah, it's higher risk. But when you look at the future, Tesla is the future. And, and I, uh, I think to be able to add core tech positions at a reasonable price in a correction is, is a great opportunity for investors. Okay. And, and SNL Saturday night live thumbs up, thumbs down. Any opinions on that? Oh, I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, I just read that Grimes had a nervous breakdown after the show because he was oh. so nervous and it's, it's super hard to do comedy. I don't know if you've ever tried, but, but I give Elon credit for just being a marketing genius, you know, that's what it really is. It's an ad for Tesla and he knows what he's doing and he did a great job with the ad. Um, some of the skits were hysterical, you know, some hit, it's hit and miss that's, that's Saturday night live, but, but yeah. boy, that Mars one at the end was classic. Um, but you know, so Tesla's doing amazing things. And, and, and I think when you look out six months from now with the car chip shortage, I mean, there's just a car shortage right now. People want to buy cars. Now we've got a gas shortage. So you've got, People who own ICE vehicles can't buy an ICE vehicle because there's very few for sale. And then now they're waiting in lines for gas like it's the 70s again. How much? How many signs do you need to move into the new future, which is EVs? And so if you're not driving an EV, you're missing out on saving a lot of money every week on gas and repairs and other things. So the Tesla value proposition just becomes more and more relevant as time goes on. All right. And, and let me ask you about this one. It's coming from the chat, uh, but ticker FUV Arkimoto. Right. Um, we, we've had them on the show several times. Uh, awesome friends of, of Benzinga over there. Um, is, is that one you've taken a look at before? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we bought a little of, of FUV and then like I did a show and then the stock went crazy. So we never actually bought a lot of it and now it's gone down a lot. And so we stopped out of it, you know, I don't know. It was a small position. So we stopped out of it in the teens. Now it's at like eight and a half or nine. And I think it's a tremendous opportunity for EV investors. You know, I mark, I know Mark well, and I've read the accusations against him. And I think they're just absurd. This is an honest guy, hardworking guy with a dream to build a great business here in Oregon. It's a U.S. business. But the bottom line is FUV is an early stage company. And it's really, really important that people understand that this has to be a long term investment for people. So now you've got short interest. So the yeah. stock should be trading about 16, 17, where I think it's worth and what we originally looked at it at. But because short sellers have sold 8 million shares short, the stock's down here at nine and it's all artificial selling. It's not actual and you know real investors. So it's a huge opportunity. Now, we haven't jumped in yet because right now, the sentiment is pretty bad and we think we might get even cheaper prices. But I think you have to look at FUV as a long-term investment because the factory really isn't going to be fully producing anything for another year. So they're making a certain amount of uh, FUVs a day. I think it's like four. And you know, right now they're looking at a couple very interesting opportunities for FUV, like in the rental market in Hawaii. Um, 
But I have every confidence that once they get production going, this is going to be a very successful company. But I don't think it's a short-term investment. Yep. Yeah. And 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 that factory. So 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 we had Mark on. I think that the day after that, they actually closed on that. Fact. I mean, yeah. it's a massive expansion for them. But um, I drove. I've been driving Fubs. You know, like I'm one of the. you have? Who, oh yeah, yeah. You know. Wait, what? Yeah. You know, I I so Fub has an office here in Venice. And because I'm friends with Mark, um, he's let me have a FUV now twice. So he brought a bunch of FUVs by the other day. The new Roadster one, that's like, there's no top. It's like a motorcycle kind of. And it was so much fun. Like, I've never really ridden motorcycles in my life because I'm, you know, I don't want to die. And so, like, we just were having such a good time with these things. And I was like, this, th these things should be, you need a rental model. You need to put these in Hawaii and Florida and Southern California, anywhere where there's a beach community. Detroit, Detroit or, Michigan, you know, well, we're an exception. Okay. Yeah. You know, Michigan, I think it's great for the rental model as far as, I mean, for the uh, delivery model, like yeah. the deliverator um, for Uber eats and things like that. Um, but your cost of operation is super low. These things are, are fast too. It's not like, a golf cart in any way this is more like a motorcycle and so it's super fun i love the vehicles they they need a little work and that's what they're doing now is making the performance better of the vehicles adding technology to the vehicles um I'm, we're talking about getting the kind of technology that uh like bird scooters have in them so you could just like put them on turo um and then ultimately with full self-driving the thing could just come to you when you rent it so um, yes. You know, I think it's an early stage investment. When we do get back in the stock, which we will, um, we will take a position of size. And I'm hoping it just gets cheaper because I can buy more of the company. So, you know, for us, it's not a timely investment like anything big is going to happen in the next six months. But I think when you look out to 2022, that's when the story gets interesting. Yeah. And, and when you're talking about the full self-driving, I mean, my, my mind goes to, to some, you know, last mile, maybe, uh, you know, delivery, et cetera. I mean, I think they could be super interesting for the company there. Yeah. I mean, if you're an Uber driver, you want to maximize your profits. You should be driving an electric vehicle already. But then secondly, the cost of this one is so low relative to a car. And, and for cities, it's like super effective for transportation of, of smaller items like food and, and, and packages and stuff. So I kind of see that as being also a great vehicle for emerging markets where the, or Europe, where there's not a lot of space for cars in, in a European city. So, so this is also a great you know, solution for the, the dense cities. Yep. Um, you know, what, one more I want to ask about if you, if you, you have any comments on it, Roblox. We, we just had earnings yeah. this week. Hot stock, new issue, um, anything you can share there? Well, Roblox is a stock that I pray goes down so I can buy more because the valuation is really yes. high. I, but I love this. No, That's I great. mean, you know, I love the company. I, I own, like, I bought a little bit, like, because I don't like buying IPOs, like, at the high kind of stuff. And yep. so, like, it pulled back a little bit, and I bought a little bit, and and I've been learning a lot about the company, and my kids use it, and and I've been playing it and using it. And I've decided it's the YouTube of gaming and it's it's so much bigger than just being a video game company. It's a platform for building and playing games and it's a platform for creators, but it's a social media platform for kids that's safe. Now here, Facebook's like, I want to make Instagram for kids because we want to destroy more lives, you know, and like the states are like, no, you know, like you've already sold yeah. the cigarettes to the teenagers and everybody else. You're not going to sell the cigarettes to the kids. And when you go on Roblox, your kids generally have a very positive experience on the social part of that platform. And so most games for kids like Minecraft don't have a social element that's easy to use. But one of the reasons my kids play this nonstop is how easy it is for them to connect with their friends. And, and this is an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. So, you know, I'm not talking about okay. teenagers. Yep. And they're connecting with their friends and, and they're playing for hours and I, I'm spending money on this thing. And I say no to most video games they want to buy because they go from like game to game, you know? Yep. But I've been spending money on Roblox. Uh, they, they get their allowance now in Robux. And, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, but that's all they want. But they'll play these games, you know, for a long period of time versus the Apple games where they'll play for like five minutes and there's all these crappy ads. So that was the other thing. There's no ads on the platform and that makes a parent very happy because what they sell your kids in the ads on YouTube 
and you know on the other platforms like apple is like garbage games and violence and you know this and that so i think roblox has an incredible future just an incredible future as a company we're big in the gaming industry so i own a lot of gaming stocks um i want to add this one i want to pull back uh, i own a little bit but i i would add this stock on any weakness yes i i love your conviction that you take in these names like i want it to go down so i can get more like i i'm not that confident as a human being you know if i didn't even i'm like keep going up keep going up I'm older than you. You know, I've been doing this for my whole life and now 27, 28 years coming next month um, as a pro. And I can tell you this, okay? Investing isn't that hard, okay? It's the day-to-day -day that you're looking at your, your portfolio values and you get all freaked out because you lost 2% today. You know, that's that view is very unhealthy for your returns, you know, the best thing you can do with investing is nothing, okay? So it's like, if you can find a great company like Roblox or Microsoft or, you know, Apple or Tesla, and you look at the other 500 companies in the S&P. So if you put a list of 500 companies in the S&P, I'd say 450 of them are garbage. I don't want anything to do with them. You know what I mean? So it's like, yep. when you have these good companies, the game is just being able to accumulate them at the right prices and then just hold them. For the rest of your life. So I don't know how old you are. Maybe you're in your 30s or something. And, and it's like, you think I'm 50 and let's say you're 30. In 20 years, where is the world going to be? You, we don't know. But I can tell you what we'll definitely be is we'll be leading with technology. We'll Absolutely. be leading in the technology. And that's the whole arc innovation argument. Oh, it's down 30%. I'm like, no, it's up like 80% from last year or whatever. And I'm like, you have to think long term as an investor. Now she's a super aggressive investor. I get that, but like, markets are gonna go down really badly when things are bad in this country. Okay. Yeah. But when things are getting really good in this country, the only thing you have to worry about is being in the right investments, not whether or not you should be investing. So over the long term, I can tell you stories about the '90s and this and that. You know, every decade has its themes, but. But you want to be an investor. This, these are good times ahead. We have a much more competent government. Um, lots of money out there. People wanting to pent up demand. I mean, this is this is going to be a great period of time. So, so, so people need to be less connected to their money in a way. You know, like they're like, oh, I'm up. Oh, I'm down. Oh, I'm up. My Doge is up. I'm like, dude, don't worry about your prices every day. Look for opportunities in the stock market. Buy those stocks when it's painful. Okay. And, and, and don't worry, that strategy works. It just does. Yes. And that's what we need on a day like today too. You know, when we're all as spies down 2%, I guarantee our audience is down yeah. four, right? I mean, with, I'm probably the, down 30 million. So how bad, how bad is it for you? You know what I mean? It's like, I'm down 30 million. How much are you down? Do I look scared? No, I'm going to go after this show and I'm going to buy stocks. I got 66 million in cash. So it's like, it's coming in like crazy. The cash is coming in. I see the money. So people have money. They're buying stocks. They're buying crypto. And, and it's not going to stop. Yeah. And so so takeaway from that is when I have a day, I'm down 10 grand. <laughs> but, you know, let it, let it. You get used right, to it. Wash. You get used to it. Well, awesome. Ross, I appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us. I'm jealous you, you get, you've gotten to drive the Arkimoto vehicle. Um, it's fun. And don't worry, we will get you an air horn. Yeah, give me an air horn and, and happy to come back. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Cool. I do love awesome. your show and I do follow you on YouTube. So I appreciate it. Awesome, Ross. Appreciate it. Um, dropping the ideas today, bringing the energy. We would absolutely love to have you back. Um, all right, guys. That is taking us to our time. Can I do one thing real fast? And I'm, and then we have to wrap because Neil's show is starting. I don't know. Can you, Spencer? Oh, shit. Uh, can we give away a free sh uh, some some free shares of Tesla as for our 100,000? I'm asking you for, permi per for permission <laughs> right now. <laughs> if we can give away free shares of Tesla for our 100,000 subscriber. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Gee, I'm, all right, fine. I'm telling you. All right. We're gonna do it. I don't know. I mean, is a I'm sure. 
Yeah. Uh, basically, the question is, is, is the question, are we going to get in trouble for doing this? No, no, or, no. Or is the question like, is this like financially a decision we can make? The latter is fine. We're, we'll clear that one. Yeah, that's that's the question. I mean, do we 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 got to work out the tax thing? No, well, no, okay, no. Well, the the tax thing we're good. We got the stockpile. We can make it work. But the question is, does the chat want it? So we're closing in on a hundred thousand subs, and we're doing a special, guys. This is a little teaser at that. Um, but if you want, well, this see is where some... the hundred thousandth subscriber gets a Bitcoin, right? Something like that. So, something like that. But but drop a one if you guys want to see some te some Tesla shares given away. Yeah, you want to be part of that. Spencer is bringing the heat. Spencer, you caught me off guard. This is this is good. I like this. All right, we I'm, should I'm, have been running this from the beginning. I, I'm wrapping up because because Neil Neil's on. So let's wrap it up, and I'm going to end the stream in five seconds. All right, let's see if there's any ones. There's a lot of ones. Oh, we're doing the Tesla shares, baby. Let's go. I'm going to do the stream in three. Wait, wait, Spencer, Spencer. Let's also do one Arkimoto share for young investor. No, we got we got to wrap up. I'm wrapping up. Three, two, one. Goodbye, Luke.